really, I, I would tell everyone other than one thing, um, I haven't done anything differently, uh, just done more of it. Oh. Um, as I said yesterday, um, no agent, I don't care who they are, and they're certainly a lot better agents than me, um, but no agent has a secret box that they open up and it's got all the secrets to real estate that they only share. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of their local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hey there, folks. I'm so glad that you tuned in today. I have a fabulous guest with me, Greg Collison. Uh, is with me today, and he is going to share some of the secrets that he has for him as well as his team, and how he has become a unbelievably successful agent. Even in this crazy new market in 2023, he's got some amazing production numbers. Um, MMI is showing five buy sides in the last 12 months and 73 sell sides. And I would love to dive into this you're in the right place if you want to know how you can increase your production uh, to have even a, a piece of what uh, Greg has and his team has. So, Greg, thank you so much for coming on board and allowing me to interview you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, so if you could start, um, tell us a little bit. I know your backstory, um, but tell the listeners about your backstory of why you got into this uh, real estate industry. Sure. So um, I got out of the military uh, in 1994. I was actually waiting uh, to be a police officer, as a lot of people do uh, when they're leaving the military. It's sort of a natural transition. Uh, as I was waiting, I needed to make some money because I was married. I had uh, four kids. When you join the military, they issue you also typically a wife and children. Um, so it's not <laughs> uncommon. I needed to make some quick money and uh, my, my family, my aunt and uncle, my aunt's no longer with us, died way too young. Uh, they said, hey, while you're waiting to be a police officer, why don't you help us uh, in real estate? So I began doing that. And uh, long story short, when they finally called me, when it was my time, uh, I turned it down because um, at the time I did not think I could take a pay cut um, I didn't think I could do that to my kids. So, uh, that's, that's how I got into it. I've been there ever since in some way, shape or form since uh, 1993. Wow. That is an amazing story. That really is. I remember you as a new home consultant, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yep. that's when you yep. and I met and that's been, that's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a long uh, and, and prosperous career in new homes, as, as many uh, top producing agents do. I, I think of Sean Fortney. I think of uh, Mark Risha, Tim Kenny, though he recently moved to Florida. All, all have the same background. Those are just the ones that come to mind. But uh, right. I grew up in new homes, uh, went up the ladder, became general manager for Ryan Homes, and then eventually left and back to general. That's coverage. wonderful. Now, what area in uh, Maryland do you uh, specifically focus in? Do you have one or? 
So my physical office where I'm sitting right now is 716 South Main Street in Bel Air. I live in Bel Air, but um, I focus and, and I manage a team. My team focuses um, basically from the north part of Anne Arundel County up 95 through Baltimore City into eastern Baltimore County, Harford County, a little bit of Cecil, and some of us even do uh, southern York County. That's oh, okay. Oh, good. Good to know. And thank you for letting the listeners know that you have some um, of your agents that are uh, licensed in PA. Yeah. That's fabulous. Absolutely. Now, you touched on family. I know that you had mentioned that you're married, and um, I, know, I know your wife, as well as you have four kids. Uh, but if I remember, your kids are all older now, like mine. Yeah. So my kids are adults because I had them very, very young. Um, I was a father at the 18. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, they have kids and I have uh, grandchildren, believe it oh, or not. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of them. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> nine That's... of them. So, nine of them. So, yeah. <laughs> And uh, have you done any um, family vacations this summer? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We uh, so actually we leave next week. We'll take all of them to Myrtle Beach. Oh, so, uh, yeah. But we, we take them down to uh, to Ocean City a couple times a year as well. We have a, a condominium there. So uh, they most of those little ones, they know the the elevator number to push and they can walk to the condo, even though it's a, you know, 20 some story building. Um, they know their way around that. that area. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. What a great story. Um, I, well, one of the things that I, I want to do on here is shine the light on how our the market has pivoted in the last 12 months. We're in a different yeah. market than we have been in in a minute. Um, and I want to see what have you specifically done with your business and or your team's business during the last 12 months to pivot in such a firm and aggressive market. Yeah. So we, we had a team meeting yesterday and um, you know, we've been talking about, seems like the same thing every, every meeting. Really, I, I would tell everyone other than one thing, um, I haven't done anything differently, uh, just done more of it. Oh. As I said yesterday, um, no agent, I don't care who they are, and they're certainly a lot better agents than me, um, but no agent has a secret box that they open up and it's got all the secrets to real estate that they only share you know, with their best friends. Um, for me, from day one uh, till today, it's always been about follow-up. And I think that that's where most people that fail uh, that's where they fail. Mm -hmm. They don't follow up. They're, they'll try one time, maybe two times, and then they stop and they look for the low hanging fruit. I've always preached follow up is key. Um, phone, text, email. Um, we're very good at it. We track it. And um, that's really the key to our success. Uh, the buyer with the 550 credit score today is six months from now, doable sale. The seller that doesn't want to sell today may want to in three to four months because that itch does not go away. 
So you just have to stay top of mind. And uh, I think that's really what we, we do. Now, there is one thing um, that I myself, I don't want to be too, too long here, have recently uh, started that I will confess I did not do before. Um, and, and that's because we've got an inventory shortage. I've tried to create inventory um, through the use of outbound calling, just direct cold calling outbound. And um, that is not for the faint of heart. You got to be tough, got to be thick skinned. I am. I don't mind doing it. I've been doing it less than two months. I've already got three listings just from that. Wow. So, so it does work despite what people tell you. Um, it does work. I love that. I love that. So do you have a daily success plan for yourself or your team? You know, meaning Monday you do you do these uh, prospecting activities, Tuesday, you do these prospecting activities. Is, is yours really broken down that way? Or do you try to make X amount of phone calls by the end of the week? So I do not mandate anything to the people on my team. They're okay. all independent contractors. Um, I tell them what, what I believe works, but I leave it up to them to do it. Um, we, the only accountability I have for them is a minimum call number, which frankly is so easy. Most people could hit it in a day. It's 60 calls a week. If you can't make 60 calls a week, you need to get out of business. Yeah, um, That's like the bare minimum standard. If they're not hitting that, we'll, we'll quickly get rid of them. But other than that, I let them run their own business. Myself, uh, I'm, I'm pretty regimented. Um, I get up at quarter to five. I'll check my email, I'll go through and I'll make a list for myself. And then around um, six o'clock, I'll, I'll go try to get a little bit of a workout in, you know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and then I'm in the office by eight and that's when I start dialing. Nice. And in the perfect world, you know, I might get to do that for two to three hours, you know, a little bit of the outbound for listings and then following up with people already in my CRM system. By the way, I love follow-up boss. Shout out the follow-up boss on the CRM. Um, I'll do that. I love them because it records everything. Uh, when I say record, it, it can audio record calls if you turn that on. But mainly, uh, it just keeps track of every attempt, text, email, call. I'll put my notes in the background. So I'm reading my past notes. I can reference, oh, Jerry, because Jerry doesn't remember me. Oh, Jerry, we talked back in April. Remember you told me to call back in June. How's your dog doing? I know it was sick at the time. That gives a little bit of credibility. And the conversation goes from there. I just had one of those earlier today. She acted like she didn't know who I was. And then I reminded her about her concern with moving with her pit bull. She quickly warmed up. Now we're probably going to list our house next week. So follow it does. Is, that's where all the money is. It's in the follow-up. Yep. And then usually I'll try not to book anything till at least 11 o'clock because it gives me that time. And then I'll go on appointments from there. And then if there's uh, nothing else, I'll make myself call again in the evening. To okay. some people you can't reach in the morning, you'll call again in the evening. And then... Uh, Usually do that Monday through Friday. That's that's a, a, a strict regimen unless I'm on vacation. Um, Saturday and Sunday is just for appointments. 
usually just for appointments. And I try to get them done by one o'clock on either day. Okay. Very so, good. Now, are you in, in your phone calls, are you calling the past clients as well? So that is actually something I need to do better at. Everyone has things they need to improve. There's there's only 24 hours in a day. I do keep in touch with past clients uh, through email, direct mail, client events, which we do at least one quarter. But I would say I'm not as good as I should be at calling past clients. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely a room for improvement. Yeah, I what how I do it is I do um, two letters of the alphabet every Wednesday. Um, and that's I do all my calls nine to 11, as you, very similar to what you had mentioned. And I do two letters of the alphabet so I can, my goal is to try to get through them. Sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I'm trying to get, and that way every 13 weeks, I, that which is almost like once a quarter, I'm reaching out to these people. Sometimes I don't hear from them back, which is fine. But I think it's such an easy way to stay in contact and, you know, just talking about the house and maybe whatever renovations they're doing, if they're doing paint, do they need a recommendation of a plumber, of a housekeeper? It just seems like the conversation flows then. Um, so please feel free to steal my, uh, how I do it, if it's something that yeah. you may be interested <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, very well, Meg. No, it's, um, we can always get better and we learn from each other. That's the beautiful thing about it this is. business. It is. So if we say, if we look at your production over the last 12 months, how many is come, are, are your settled transactions are coming from referrals versus leads or friends and family? So we, we just went over, we, we go over this every Tuesday, every I Tuesday. I look at it. So I just tracked the numbers. So uh, year to date, and this is for our team. Um, this is for our team. So year to date, our team has had 155 settlements. Wow. Okay. This is as of um, the end of July. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. 47% of them are referral, repeat, or sphere. We lump them together. Okay. okay? So 47% of them come from that. Now, I know this next one will be very controversial, perhaps for some folks. I do pay the evil empire, uh, Zillow. 22% on Marzillo. Wow. Okay. That is a high percentage. And well done you for being, uh, for your team, uh, being able to convert at such a high rate. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we do it because it works. I know other people say it doesn't work. Other people, you know, hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Oh, absolutely. They, they look at them as the enemy. Uh, I wouldn't do it if it does, doesn't work. So it gives me a return on investment. And it's have, a value I provide to the team. Yeah. I do have one question. Are you doing the live transfers or are you doing the ones that that um, that are reaching out to you? So people can always reach out to you. Uh, but we do pay for the live transfers. Yeah. And then we'll also get the occasional email. We've been unable to connect with this one, but here you go. You can try. And you know what? We'll get some of them too. Yeah. So good for uh, you. 22% of the closed business was Zillow. 9.5%. So just under 10% realtor.com. Okay. We pay them as well. 
Now, today's Realtor.com lead, three months from now's closing, three years later, your repeat client seller. That's how I look at it. So I yeah. pay these guys one time. Now I've got the data and now they're mine. Yeah. So, uh, some folks may be too good for this. I'm not too good for anything. Redfin, we're Redfin uh, partner agents. Okay. 7.4% of our business comes from them. Same deal. Um, you get that data, you you close them, you pay Redfin the one time, now they're your client forever. Um, and then we use uh, Ylopo. Oh, okay. 5.3% um, of our settlements are a direct result of Ylopo leads, but the unmeasurable uh, item is how many of the other leads did they help us to actually close? Mm -hmm. That really can't be measured. Um, those of you that are familiar with Ylopo, you, you know that it, it gives you leads, does your website, it puts remarketing out there to your past leads and clients. Um, it's all designed to, to help you be successful. Yes. It's not cheap. Um, but I, I, I think it, it works. And certainly the people on our team like it. Good. That's a good amount of production right there. Yeah. There now, our, our team production, it is down. I mean, you mentioned the market's down, uh, but we're not down as much as others. Um, oh. I think the market down, depending on who you talk to, a little over 30%. Uh, this time last year, we had 183 closings. This year, we got 155. Gotcha. So we're not quite down as much as the market. Yeah, that's wonderful. In 2022, the whole year, we closed 301. Um, so we're, we're slightly more than halfway through the year, and we've got 155. So That's fabulous. That is fabulous. Now, what is the daily mindset shift that you keep in your head to keep yourself positive in the arena that all this chaos is going in, which was one of my reasons for starting this podcast? There's so much negativity in the media. There's sometimes so much negativity in the industry and the people that we speak with about, oh, gosh, the, the market's down, da, 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 da. What do you do to kind of quiet that out and focus on the positivity? Well, I, 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 I mean, to me, that's just an excuse. So there's want. always, yeah, there's a positive in everything. The market being down is going to cause others to leave the business. And frankly, in my opinion, that's needed. There's a lot of people that have jumped into the industry for a quick dollar that frankly, and I believe give realtors a bad name, make our jobs tougher because they do not know what they're doing. Um, in some cases, they can even cause damage to clients. So to me, that's uh, nature's way of eliminating the weak and incompetent. Um, 
I don't have time for excuses. I've got people that depend on me. Um, the agents on my team, uh, my two transaction coordinators, uh, my family, mm -hmm. uh, frankly, my creditors, they don't want to hear excuses, <laughs> right? I got to deliver. So my choice is to uh, go in the corner, suck my thumb and, and wait for the market to get better or to, this is an old military term, adapt and overcome. And that's what I choose to do. I love that. I'm making a note of that. Um, at each day, I put myself in the right frame of mind. I, I have, you know, some people, they, they, they need things. I always call it, look for your why. So I just gave you my whys, uh, team, well, family, team, employees, creditors. And I joke about the creditors. I really don't have that many. Um, I've always lived a very conservative life. If I didn't want to do this anymore, I could hang up the phone today and I would be able to live. I would be able to live. I could go get a job at Walmart and live. Mm -hmm. I've got my, my stuff in order, but I choose not to do that. Okay. I choose to fight the fight. So once I think about that, I then look around, I have things in my office that sort of pump me up, if you will. Uh, one of them is behind me, the lion and the lamb. I choose to be the lion. You notice some of the lambs got their head in the dirt, looking down, unaware of what's going on. Um, there's another one I got over here. It says, in order to become the 1%, you must do what the other 99% won't. I love that. In the top 1%, you got to do what the others aren't willing to do. Yes. Not motivated to do. Make excuses not to do. They'll read from some person that's never done it or tried it one time that something doesn't work. And that's their excuse not to even try. Got no it's, time for it's, it's definitely amazing. I can tell you that in, in the follow-up that I've been doing, and I mark it out for 12 weeks um, for each of my follow-ups. And it's amazing to see the results after the, that time frame. And even when you get the nose, after a period of time, seven, eight weeks, it doesn't bother you anymore. It's only that first seven weeks that was that was uncomfortable. And then after that, when somebody says no, you're just like, I need to get the no to get to the next yes. And you just yeah. check it off your list and just go there. And then people start calling you and saying, hey, I hear you're doing this. I'm interested. Tell me right. more. And when you get that little bit of validation, you're like, it's working, it's working. But yeah. you gotta get through those first seven weeks of uh, of that uncomfortableness. But I'm, I couldn't be, agree with you more. Yeah, you gotta get out of your comfort zone. So what I always have, have believed and, 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 and preached, you know, you gotta get closure. 90 some percent of the time that closure will be negative but at least you know That's isn't it. that better than wondering mm -hmm. wondering if they're going to buy wondering if they're going to use you that would drive me nuts mm -hmm. if they don't want to transact with me i would rather just know yeah just talk and i'll move on and, and get the next one absolutely um, Absolutely. Um, what trends are you seeing out there in this market today? 
So obviously the, 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 the biggest challenge in our industry is, is twofold. Um, lack of inventory, that's probably the absolute biggest. And frankly, I believe lack of inventory causes lack of inventory because our seller's biggest concern is not being able to find a home. So the fact that there is no inventory is almost constraining inventory even more, right? Mm -hmm. so, uh, smart lenders um, are developing products to try to ease that concern. You know, we're, we're seeing some um, uh, equity loan type products that will allow sellers to make that purchase if they've got a strong equity position in their current home mm -hmm. and then sell that home after they got to do one under contract. That can be an absolute great thing. Oh uh, yeah. So that's something that I've seen get talked about a lot more than in the past. Um, oh yes, those bridge loans can be very helpful as long as the borrower can qualify for all the payments. You're right. Right, right. Not and not everybody can, but that yeah. can ease that concern um, rather than just let them tell you that they can't do it. You know, you got to go down that and explore that rabbit hole. That may solve the problem. Most them. definitely. Um, that we and we've also done some other. Hey, we're going to list your house contingent on you finding a home of choice or utilizing the old post, you know, settlement occupancy agreement, which I think each and every agent's probably used in the last you know, okay. months, um, just to try to ease that concern, to get them to list, get them to list their house. Um, for those that are, you know, very, very well qualified, a lot of them are choosing to buy first. Maybe they don't even need the bridge loan to do it. They just make a lot of money. You know, we'd all like to have more of them, but you know, when they can do that, that probably is absolutely the best option. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of new technologies are you using? Any new technology at this time? Something, a new app or a new program that you've really enjoyed you, you utilizing? So I, I touched on this a little bit earlier, the cold calling that I'm doing for the listings. I'm actually doing that through Vulcan 7. Okay. Probably for a lot of folks, that's not new technology. For me, it is. I'd never used it before. Um, and that's just something I, I broke out in an effort to create inventory, uh, not only for myself, but for our industry. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things you can do with that. You can call for sale by owners. You can call expired listings. It also has a terrific neighborhood search. Um, that can be broken down um, by the number of years they've owned the home, oh. uh, out-of-state owner, all of these things. Um, you can use it to circle prospect for listings around your listing. Or just that was my next your... question. Yeah. So many things it can do. Uh, as I said, I just started using it about two months ago. I haven't even tapped into everything. That's that's really cool. Now, will it uh, does it do just phone numbers or all addresses? It'll give you addresses. It gives you multiple phone numbers um, that you can call to try to reach the person. You can even send postcards from it uh, to people. So all that right. that is definitely an exciting um, 
exciting tool. Hey, there's some agents that have built their entire business using that. I mean, as I said, this is nothing new and revolutionary. It's new to me. Yeah. I didn't do it. But because of the challenges in our industry, I'm doing it. Yeah, I used to use it for doing open houses. And so when there was an open house to be had, um, I am one that I'll do an open house all day long, but I refuse to sit in there with nobody there. So there's going to be signs galore, balloons galore, and it's going to be obnoxious when you get to the corner of that to drag the to drag people into seeing it. Not one sign. I like 10 signs on the corner. I like to drag the people in, balloons and obnoxiousness. Um, I also like to call the neighborhood the week before, or days before, pardon me, and have them telling them about the open house, telling them to come to the open house, and then asking if they're interested. Um, I like to do that. So I view that's what I used Vulcan 7 for, but I didn't know it had the opportunity, uh, to had the option of providing the addresses uh, and or the postcards. So it's been a minute since I've used it, uh, but I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a new feature for it or not. Um, now, I will say there's there's times I've called and I'll say, oh, so I see you guys. You know, um, you, this this was your your personal home because it's got them down there as an owner occupant, mm -hmm. and they'll tell me, oh no, we've we've moved. We we had rented it, you right. know, and now the tenant moved out. So I mean, it's like anything. It's it's public record. It's not always going to be a hundred percent accurate, sure. but I think it's accurate enough. That's it. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Are there any goals that you have for your team and and or for your own self, whether it is for your production, the growth of your team, uh, a new direction that you want to take the team in, or if it's just production numbers? Do you have those for your personal production and your team that you would are open to sharing? Sure. So. I, I myself personally, I, I don't like to go a week without a sale. So this this takes me back to my new home days as a salesperson and then managing later new home salespeople. Um, I measure by ratified contracts. I expect them to close. There, you know, it's rare that someone doesn't close. Sure, it happens. We all hate it. But I always measure today by new business under contract. So I myself personally, I don't like to go at least a week without putting something under contract. For the team, in my mind, I'm always thinking a deal a day. Okay. So in July, we had 30 ratified transactions. Two of them were rentals, but they were high-end rentals, $4,000 a month rentals. The mm -hmm. others were sales, combination of buyers and listings. Um, that's what we like to aspire to. It doesn't always happen, but in my mind, that's the goal. Um, my biggest goal, I want a million dollars in GCI. I Last year, I came up just short. I was like a uh, hundred something, like one hundred seventeen thousand dollars short. So that's been a goal for a while. I don't know if I'll hit it this year. Business is obviously slightly down, but that's something that I've been shooting for for a few years. Um, you know, obviously there's expenses there. Of course, it's 
gross commission income. And, and we have a lot of them because we have a lot of tools, but that that's something I want to hit. Okay. I like that. Now, if I had to ask if there is, I don't believe that anybody has a secret sauce, but, um, and I wouldn't ask anybody to share if they had their own secret sauce, but is there a something can call it a secret and call it whatever that has made you the realtor that you are today. Do you think it's your military background that has you regimented in order to get things done? Is there, or is it just what's inside of you that gives you the strength to persevere every day? Could you, is, is it possible to mark it down to one, one item? So what, what I think of and, and what I think of when I meet top producers that frankly make me look like dog meat. Um, there's a, a will to win. Okay. I had a will to win in athletics, but I wasn't a great athlete. Okay. I was an average athlete that had to practice to be average. Okay. Okay. But in Real estate, that will to win always served me well. So the more effort I put into it, the better the results. And what I liked about it was unlike another job where you're sort of capped at what you can earn or, you know, God bless the new home builders. I was there a long time where they could set goals that may not be achievable so you don't hit your full bonus, that can't be done here. I control. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to put more effort and make more money. I like I money. That. It would be un-American of me not to like more money. In my <laughs> so I had to will to win. Now, I don't waste time okay i don't waste time from the time i get to the office to the time i finally go home there's usually not a minute that i'm not doing something productive one of my old mentors told me the first question he would ask himself is this going to make me money is this going to lead to a sale if the answer is no don't do it right. it's probably a dumb idea don't do it. If it's going to make you money, it's probably a good idea to do it. Um, there are some folks that say, oh, money's not everything. It's not. Health, families, everything. But money can be good for your family. And I hate to say it. It's very sad. Money can lead to better health. Yeah. Because it can lead to better health care preventative medicine, things of this nature, mm -hmm. you know? So that's good. It's, I it's like a sad that fact of life. We do need to earn a living. I choose to earn mine this way. I like to put myself in a position to help my team earn an even better living and, and myself as a result. So, um, thank you, Greg. I so will. appreciate it. I appreciate you coming in here and talking to us about it and sharing your story. Now, if somebody is listening to this and they're interested in possibly joining your team or learning more about you, uh, would you like them to reach out to me and for me to have them con or me to give uh, 
to contact you for them, or would you like to give out your contact information while you're on here? Either one is fine, but they could call my cell, 443-903-8980. And that Thank is my you. cell. I answer it unless I'm with a client, and then I call, I call them back. I so appreciate you being on here and being humble and being willing to share with uh, your successes with the listeners. And I hope this helps out the agents here in Maryland that need a little uplifting and let them know from somebody that's in the top uh, 4% of realtors, might, might even be higher than that with your production, uh, just how successful that you're doing. And you're just making the calls. You're following up. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it, and I'll thank you for it, too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 